0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. Your host Grant Chang is on here with you, and we have a our regular co-host who's been gone for a little while, Stir Daddy Sterling Kiefel. How you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Doing good. Living my best life in the Swiss. Nice. It's good to hear from you, man. It's been a little while. Thank you, sir. Well, let's, uh, let's kick things off, and uh, we have a very special guest with us today to talk New York Rangers. We got Greg Sirico on with us to talk New York Rangers. How are you doing today, Greg?
1: Uh, pretty good, man. How about you guys?
0: We're doing all right. We're very excited to have you on. Um, thank you very much for, for jumping on the pod. We're very excited to, to talk to OG fans of um, of teams that, you know, we don't usually get a chance to, to watch all too often. So oh, totally, we really you. appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Yeah. So um, I think we'll, let's, let's start off with uh, kind of like uh, how we've been doing it with the last couple episodes. We'll, we'll do kind of like a year in review. So we'll do what got you most excited about your team this past season? Uh, um, let's start from there. Yeah,
1: uh, that, that, that's pretty easy. Uh, th- just, just, you know, keep tanking. <laughs> that, that's that's <laughs> honestly like the, you know, I mean, uh, most fans can't hey, stand me, but you know, I'm, every, uh, I'd be the guy on Twitter that every time a, a team scores a goal against us, like I would just, I would just retweet a picture of like a guy coming down the street with a tank and I would just be like, just keep going, man. Just, 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 just crash the wall. <laughs> <You> know, just, <laughs> You know, just become the bad news bearers of hockey. It's totally fine to me. I, I want to see them crash and burn and, you know, just, just stockpile picks because the thing is, is with any kind of rebuild, um, it's really hard to do it in certain markets. Um, and I think people always have this conception that, that New Yorkers are, you know, kind of impatient. We don't want to wait. We always want to just try to uh, win at all costs. And I just think that the, the economics of hockey in today, you, you, you can't do that anymore. Um, you have to, you have to build internally. So that's why I've been, I've been hoping for a rebuild for a while. Um, And it's just nice that, that the front office kind of acknowledged that and they were kind of honest with the fan base. So for last year, I was just, uh I was excited that we just, um I guess stuck to the plan. They didn't, you know, uh, February didn't roll around. They were looking to, you know, say, Hey, who can we add and maybe make a run? It's like, no, stop. You, you've Admitted that you want to rebuild. You are headed in a, in a youth movement. You are trying to stockpile draft picks and, and high end prospects, and trying to, you know, build your pipeline. That's what you should be doing. And they, they kind of stuck to plan, so that kind of made me a little happy. Um, aside from that, I mean, you know, I I said Mika's advantage when healthy is going to score seventy points, and he did. So that kind of made me a little happy uh, since I am a big Mika guy. It's kind of sad seeing the. uh the aging of Henrik Lundqvist that's super depressing mm. uh, that's yeah, yeah it's, it's really that's really heartbreaking to see so um you know i mean honestly i'm just hanging my hat on the draft you know um and then obviously when the lottery draft came around and we got the second overall pick i was just i was i was bonkers now, i'll be honest i remember watching the draft What's like oh dude i was watching the lottery with me and my wife and we're sitting there and <laughs> um and the minute that that uh that buffalo passed i was like oh shit I'm sorry. I don't know. if I don't know, but you you guys are okay with vulgarity here? Oh fuck yeah! Okay, cool. Go I was like, oh, shit. I was like, we actually we're in the top three. I was like, and then and then my wife turned to me. She's like, she's like, this is real, right? I'm like, yeah. I was like, but this is of luck. We're gonna get the third pick in a in a in a, in a two in a two person draft. I was like, this is just what's gonna happen. I can just see it happening. I can see Chicago getting the number one over overall pick because fuck them. They, they probably would. And then I can throw it to the devils, just, you know, taking the, the second overall pick and getting capo caco. And, you know, we're just left, you know, hanging on to, you know, just, that's what I kind of saw. So, um, then, you know, obviously the later part in the, uh, the lottery comes around and then they flip over the card saying, you know, Chicago got the third overall pick. And I absolutely lost my, I lost my minuses. I said, wow, <laughs> it is a, it is a two player draft and we've got one of the two players. And I said to my wife quietly, I says. I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I want the second pick over the first one. She's like, you, she's like, I thought you were talking about Jack Hughes and this. I was like, I do want him. But the thing is, is that I almost want to put the pressure on a different team. I don't want to be that team mm-hmm. to pick a player and then have to worry about you know, that, that. Did the- you pick the, the right one? Right, exactly. Now, don't yeah, get me wrong. I was thinking mean, about that too. If the, Rangers won, if, if the Rangers won the draft, you take Jack Hughes all day long and you just run away with it. However, having said that, it's nice to be in a position where the team is making the pick for you, and no matter what, like whether it's a success or a complete bust, your GM is going to make the right decision.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that that was that was a ridiculous draft. It's crazy to me that New Jersey was able to sneak their way then uh, to get the first overall pick again. Um, yeah, twice
1: in like two years now.
0: Yeah, twice in <laughs> twice in three years. Yeah, yeah got here in the a couple of years ago but uh yeah so that, that, that was definitely a crazy draft so i guess well let's i guess where you would want to improve see your team improve uh in the offseason is i guess through internal like they want to you want them to, to see them improve their farm internally
1: yeah no absolutely i think um for example the, the number one pressing issue i think is to establish some type of winning culture with the uh, with Hartford um to me that's the that's the number one pressing thing you need it's the the Hartford Wolfpack have been nothing short but an absolute tire fire for as long as i can remember <laughs> um they're they're an embarrassment to to AHL hockey i mean they're just it's just terrible <laughs> like, it's just you know if you get sent down there it's like you just got sent you just it's like it's like you guys ever watched the, the movie major league
0: no have you guys seen that um, movie no. No, definitely. okay
1: it's basically a, it's basically a movie about the Cleveland Indians in the nineties and how terrible they've been for so long and they want to relocate the team to Miami. So they just want them to play so bad that they can relocate mm-hmm. the team. And it's just like Harford is kind of in that realm of like the people, you know, the players down there, they don't get groomed for success. They just if you get sent down to Harford, you get sent to, you get sent down to the minors to die it's a horrible <laughs> kind of mentality you know we're we're not grooming players to you know for success and trying to get them to have a winning culture it's just you're down there and that sucks to be you kind of thing so right changing so that. that's where Mike Richards goes. is playing right now yeah changing that culture is going to be super important you're going to want to get you know i'd like to sign some some veteran you know kind of like um you know, veteran hockey players to kind of like build a little of a presence there and help some of the younger kids. And what's interesting is the Rangers, uh, the past couple of weeks, I mean, they're signing, they're, they're giving out, um, entry-level contracts left and right. I mean, like, I I don't know how many defensemen we have signed right now to entry-level contracts, but it's, it's like, it's like gotta be at least, you know, a dozen or two. So what's going to be interesting for me this, this, uh, this summer is to see who gets moved. There's no doubt about it, that there are going to be some players on this Ranger team you know from the blue line that's that's going to be moved. I don't know if that's Smith, Stahl, Shattenkirk, Pionk, D'Angelo. Um can, you know, the list can go on, but there's gonna be players that move. Whether they get bought out, whether they get buried somewhere, um, whether they get traded, um, who who knows? But I, I don't see you you can't go out and sign like, you know, seven different, you know, entry level contract of kids that you've drafted recently and then expect to keep you know, all your veteran players. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's weird. You know, they're not all going to play in Hartford. And some of them have causes in their contract where if they don't play, they're going to go back to Europe. So it's like, something's got to give at some point.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. wh- is there a particular free agent in mind for you that you would want to see the Rangers go after?
1: Oh, Artemi Panarin all day long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, uh-uh. just give just give him whatever he wants, and that's it. Just
1: whatever, give
2: <laughs> him the max. That's it. I'm serious. I would. I'd give him. Would give you be comfortable with like twelve
1: million? I would. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd give him twelve million. I mean, have really? no problem giving him twelve million. I give him twelve. I, now I wouldn't. I I might if I'm giving him twelve, I might not give him the seventh year, but I'd give him twelve million. I give him twelve for six. Why not?
2: Is that because you're not really worried about the cap anytime soon? I, exactly. I mean, like even yeah. even at
1: worst mm-hmm. case scenario if we get to the point where we're talking about, you know, a lockout, you know, maybe there's an amnesty buyout if things really went to the complete share, which I'm a Ranger fan. So that's probably going to happen. But um, so, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. But let me ask you this question. I mean, how how often does a, how often does a player with Artemi Panarin's caliber hit the free agent market with, with, you know, the the little amount of, you know, like wear and tear his body has had. I I can't think Mm -hmm. of too many. I know that's true. You know,
2: Came yeah, league, like 26. for example, like, I'm
1: a big Eric Carlson guy and I've wanted the guy for years, but uh, as much as I love the guy, do I want to give him seven years? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a, that's yeah. a scary proposition to give to someone.
2: because I'd be more happy oh, with him if he yeah. um, was on a team where he wasn't the top guy. So if he was on like the second line and he didn't have to take a lot of minutes, but then you could use him and abuse him in the playoffs. You I could, but at that
1: point, you're paying him 11 million dollars to, to be on your second pair. That's kind of misuse, yeah, yeah. misuse yeah, of dollars, could, yeah. in my opinion. So let's just hypothetically say, like, you know, yeah. Eric Carlson, if he came to the Rangers, like, I could totally see him coming to the Rangers and being good for two years and just completely the fan because that's what that's what players do. I mean, the Rangers, like, they they sign players like, right literally as they're about to just fall apart. So it would not surprise me if that happens. So there's a part of me that wants to stay away yeah. from Eric Carlson as much as I love the guy and. Uh, It's just, it's so hard to turn it down, but it's almost like the Rangers are not in that right position. I think three, four years ago when we, when we made a little bit of a run and we went to the finals against the Kings and we lost in the Eastern conference against Tampa Bay. If it was around that time period, I'd say, you know what, screw it, you know, give them whatever you want. And then just, you know, take your shot now while, while is in his prime and while, you know, a lot of this team is still, is still Mm -hmm. gelling and young and, you know, putting up points, um, maybe take a shot then. But now when you're looking at, you're just adding guys like Kraftstoff and Heedle and Kako and um, Adam Fox and the laundry list goes on of like how many, how many really good prospects are in their system. Like I don't think people realize it. The Rangers, in my opinion, after this draft will have a top three prospect pool in the NHL. That's insane. That's insane to think about where they were, you know, two years ago, three years ago when Jeff Gordon started this whole process, they were, I mean, what bottom third now they're in the top three so it's a a dramatic change in the course of Mm -hmm. 24 to 36 months
2: well it's a, a sign of like a team that's rebuilding right you know as a vancouver fan as much as i like some of the draft picks that benning has made he just for fuck's sakes he can't trade any old players to get draft picks like yeah, but yeah, but the but, but
1: I, I would do anything. I would do anything for Quinn Hughes. So I used to be. Yeah. I was hot on the Quinn Hughes train for a long time. It's like I am so jealous the Canucks have him. I get
2: that, but the the stuff they could have gotten for Edler if they handled it properly, like during the the last trade deadline, and they might not even sign him now. So I would have just loved it if they got anything, like a, even seconds and thirds, and just kind of piled on a little bit more. it Would have made me feel a lot better than signing like you know just the low end prospects that are players they've had for like long-term contracts for like four years and, and just keeping those old players around. Cause now we have like, we we have like the, the worst bottom six in the league because of the, just the, the dearth of older players that are in there right now. And they right. didn't have to do that if they traded players like Sutter and them when they, when they could have gotten like just something for them.
1: Yeah. And that's what, that's what Gordon did. That was really, that's what Gorton did. That was really smart. I mean, he traded Broussard right before he kind of, um, shit, the bed, and he got yeah. he got him for Mika's advantage, which is, I mean, that is a he- that is, is a it?
2: heck of a that is a great one. Like,
1: I don't think people are, I, yeah, I don't think some people realize like, what a deal that is. I mean, you you got a top line center for for Derek Brassard. So, He's
2: <laughs> barely a third line center <laughs> now on a lot of teams. It, it
1: it's pretty ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, as let me ask you a question. As a Vancouver fan guy, um, let me give you a hypothetical situation. Say the Devils, for whatever reason, took Capo Caco at number at number one, right? What would you want to offer for that for for that second pick? If Jack Hughes was on the table for the Rangers,
2: that we have, uh... yeah. Like,
1: what would you, if, if if you wanted Jack Hughes in your pipeline? What would you offer the Rangers? Because we've I know Ranger fans have actually had this debate that if, if Kako went went number one, could, what kind of package could we could we get from Vancouver knowing that they'd want to put the the Hughes kits together?
2: I mean, I don't know what I'd actually want to give up. To be honest, like I wouldn't want to get rid of Besser. Definitely not Pedersen. Uh, you can't get rid of um, Bo. And beyond that, like the only things that would be useful to the Rangers could be someone like maybe Troy Stetcher or Vertanen, But you'd have to package maybe those two with a first. Probably still isn't enough.
1: No, I, to be honest, I think I, I think from the Rangers' yeah. point of view, it's it's if you not have if Pedersen's not in the the conversation, yeah. it's not a talk. But, that's that's being fair. Yeah, I mean, like I agree. You, you I'm know, just saying you know, I would never yeah. do
2: it. There's just not. Players no, I know. About.
1: I'm just saying that. I think that would be the price because, you know, if you if to, to get someone of of uses caliber, you'd have to at least be willing to deal Pedersen. You know what yeah. I mean? But I don't know. It's just, just food for thought because it's actually something that uh, that's kind of going around Rangers Twitter for a while. Is what would we do if Jack Hughes fell to us at two? And I'm like, hello, you take Hughes and you just run, you run away. But there are actually – yeah, yeah. But him. don't get me don't get it twisted. There are some Ranger fans that are they're so in love with Capo Caco right now that they actually would talk to Vancouver and say, well, what do you
2: want? <laughs> well, we don't want this fucking Jack Hughes guy anymore. We want. Him yeah, no, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't want. Him. Yeah, no, nah, we, we we don't want a hundred point
1: center. Get out of here with that stuff. Nah, we don't want. It. We
2: want a guy good player.
1: We don't want. Nah, it. No, we, don't, we don't. need centers to put up a hundred points. We don't need that stuff. We want. We want centers that score thirty points and get paid ten million dollars. We want.
0: You mean Derek Broussard? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was that was a sweet deal, especially when you consider that Zabanajad is still signed for three more years at five three five, and he's only twenty six. So. Yeah. What a steal of a deal. And, uh, yeah, if I could offer my opinion, yeah, there's, there's no, there is no deal that that would work out for, for the Rangers unless Pedersen was involved. And that's just a no deal on, on either front. Um, like maybe if, maybe if they looked at Di Pietro and Thatcher Demko grouped up with a bunch of the other good prospects, but even then I think
1: No the the, range, the Rangers wouldn't want depth, they'd want a star piece.
2: Yeah.
1: It would have to be yeah. I mean, it would honestly be like your your tenth your tenth overall this year, Pedersen plus another pick. That would be like bare minimum.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm and that's just being yeah, exactly. that's just being
1: fair, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for sure. It's a lottery sure. pick. It's not like you're getting you know, it, you're getting a lottery pick. It's not like you're getting uh just a first rounder in general, you're getting a top three pick. Especially in, in top two in a two player draft. So the price would just be astronomical, but it's just saying that I, it's not something that's if, if, if for whatever reason that, you know, Caco did go number one, it's not the complete craziest thing. Like, could you see, you know, that would be a wild trade because the draft is in Vancouver putting that, putting the two kit, the two brothers together. It just, the storyline would write itself. There, you know what I mean?
2: There are a lot of rumors of Benning sure. trying to do something along those lines. Like he's, I mean, he keeps talking about how he's going to make a big splash at the draft. He's like, oh, we got a plan, and he's got this little smile in his face. Like there's something he wants to say, but he's not saying it. So, unless he wants to trade for the Devils' overall pick,
1: but he'd have to give them. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Ray Shero, I'm saying, give me Patterson, give me your your pick this year, give me your pick next year, and Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I would say, give me that. That's that's my price. If you don't like it? Well, then that's cool. Like, bye. Yeah, that would scare. <laughs> well, it's a little <laughs> thing. It, it is scary, scary but it's
2: just... <laughs> No <laughs> Yeah.
1: I mean you want you want to you out. want to talk <laughs> about emptying the bank for a kid. That's what you guys would be doing.
2: Yeah. Well that, see that's my problem yeah. with how they didn't have, they didn't stock up on getting rid of veterans in the past three years. Is if they had done that, they might actually have the assets to do something along those lines to really flesh out the team or do something like that in their own draft. But yeah, maybe. But but
1: Vancouver still has a, a, a top five, you know, prospect pool in the NHL. So they're headed in the right direction. So it doesn't matter to me.
0: I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Benning's got to be careful, man. Like he, he should not make a deal just to make a deal just because the draft is in Vancouver this year.
1: Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I, I, and I kind of feel the same way. I know like you guys want to talk about like free agents that the Rangers are kind of like looking at. And to be honest Mm -hmm. with you, this is the strategy I'm talking about is like, for me, it's Artemi Panarin or bust. I don't want the Shane. I don't, you know, I, Obviously, I don't want shame now that seeing what Skinner got. So I definitely don't want Deshane at this point.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I mean, I didn't want him to begin with now. He's just, I, I'm running for the hills. I don't want Eric Carlson. I, I love Eric Carlson. Like, I love Eric Carlson. If he would take like a four year deal, sure, give me that. I take it all day long. But he's not. He's, mm-hmm. He knows that like he's at the end of his career and this is his last real, you know, chance to, to do something and, and make some money. So he's going to, he's going to, he's going to go for broke. Um, the only thing I could think is maybe he thinks that there are teams out there that kind of view him as very questionable his health. Maybe he takes a one year deal somewhere and has a show me kind of betting on himself kind of contract. Maybe that's possible. But aside from that, he's gonna get the he's gonna get top dollar. So I want the Rangers to stay away from that. Artemi Panarin is the only guy I, I I even want to consider on this team. And if you lose on Artemi Panarin and he decides to go hang out with Coach Q in Florida and you know you know, with, uh, Bavrovsky and all of that, fine, let him go. I mean, let him go. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, who wouldn't want to hang out in Florida with, with, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, the, 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 taxes work here in the state, but it's yeah, free. Exactly. So it's like, oh, you're telling me that I get to like, you know, now granted it's only for half the games because half the games are in Florida, but Hey, over the course of seven years, that's a lot of games. So that's not that bad. You know, it's an extra billion mm-hmm. dollars or so in his pocket every year, just because he doesn't have to pay state income tax. So that's kind of nice. Um, yeah. so aside from that, yeah, I mean, stay away from all of this, just continue the path of just plugging away with the kids. And I don't care what we have to do. Just keep, keep, just play the kids. I know we're going to probably want, like last year, I think we were second or third in the NHL in terms of icing, like, a, the youngest team in the NHL and just keep that pattern. I, I know that we're young and we're going to make a lot of mistakes, but that's fine with me. I mean, there's just way too much talent, like in their, in their pipeline to, you know, run the risk of putting money into some guy that's going to clog up your system. Like if you look at the Rangers cap situation moving forward, they have the best cap situation after twenty twenty one. The only people that are on, the only, only two players on the books after that, and that's Mika Ivanic and mm-hmm. Brady Shea. That's it. Everybody's gone. So they're going to have roughly sixty million dollars in cap space. The Rangers are in a great position to take all that money, um, pay all their all their um, you know their entry level contracts at very minimum dollars or even at, at if they if these kids progress sign them to, you know, relatively cheap deals, you know, buy out some UFA years if they can down the road and then have so much cap space that when a player hits the market they could say cool, let's go grab him and then let's and then let's make our run, which is what the plan should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Gordon really uh he really planned this out well cuz it, it 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 was crazy cuz it you saw it, you saw it go from the rangers trying to get like you said all these aging stars to try to get themselves over the hump and by doing so you get hartford i guess like what you were saying yeah and uh but now he's he's been able to turn it around and looking at the at your cap situation yeah it's 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 pretty exciting to see what what can happen like the possibilities of of 2021 like even this year, you don't really have anybody to, to have to worry about except for Bushnevich that you want to sign. Yeah, and I, and I um, think he,
1: he he um from some things I've heard is that Buchnevich wants a bridge deal, and I get that too mm-hmm. because you know he'd rather just he wants to, he wants to, he wants a bridge deal and, but I mean you know I mean he's banking on him he's he's really banking on himself at that point which is which is great because um, you're really saying screw it you know like I'll take the bridge deal and when I hit you know when I go to UFA like you're gonna have to empty up and pay me. Um, but if I'm Gorton, I try to sign him long-term. Um, yeah. but you know, it's, I'll be honest. I could actually see a scenario where Bush gets traded. That would not surprise me at all. And it's not because I don't like him. It's because of the amount of, you know, players they have in their pipeline. Um, so you've got, you know, Leas Anderson and Philip Heedle and Vitali Vitaly Kravtsov, who I think is going to be an absolute stud. And then you've got Capo Caco. So you've got four legitimately, or I'd say if you want to take Leah Anderson out of the mix, because I know people are very not sure on him, but you've got three legitimate, you know, grade A prospects that could very well, if they, you know, hold up to their potential, you know, be very good top six players. So that's half your top six right there. Now you, now, now you throw in Zibanejad long-term and who knows what's going to happen with Kreider. So there's only so many spots you have. So it would not surprise me if Buchnevich gets moved at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Would you be down yeah. for uh, bringing in Zuccarello? Bringing him back? No, no, no.
1: I want no. I don't want him back. I love, I love Zuc, but I don't, I don't want him back. I don't want him. I, I think that it's, I think that's just trying to just go back to the let's hold on to the past. I don't want to hold on to the past anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, honestly, the only part of the past I want to hold on to, and it's just me being a little um, emotional about it, is Henrik Lundqvist, and that's because of what he's meant for as me as a fan for the past you know two decades so but, you sure. know aside from that like no i i, I don't want to hold on to Sabanajet i mean manager i don't want to hold on to Zuccarello. you know i it, honestly cried her i mean i trade him to edmonton if i could
2: <laughs>
1: i'm curious <laughs> I, I totally would could you could you imagine him on a line with David?
2: well
0: yeah
1: he yeah. he put it, he he'd put up like 60 70 points he would, yeah, he would. Without even blinking, he would.
2: Who is he with before? I mean,
1: there are very, there are very few players that can keep up with him, you know, in stride. At, McDavid is one, obviously. And so that would just make a terrific line. Like, I think he is the perfect linemate
0: for, for McDavid. Hmm. Yeah. What you
2: about take for I mean, him, though?
0: I have... I, yeah, there's there's a thing there.
2: Like, would you just want yeah, a first so rounder or something? Or? Me? I, I
0: would... I, if I'm... I would give...
1: Um, if I was trading to Edmonton, I would probably give them Chris Kreider and they do need help on defense. So I give them probably one of my young, young defensive prospects for their pick this year. Wow. Both for just the yeah. pick. I would do that. I would do that tomorrow.
2: That would be a good I'd trade too. What are they picking um, right now? Um, now I'm not, I'm not
1: giving you my best pro- I'm not giving you obviously Adam Fox. I'm not giving you Fox. No, tonight. but I, like, for example, would I give you like,
2: they're at eighth right now. Know,
1: would I give you, like, I don't know, D'Angelo? Oh. Yeah, I would. I would give you D'Angelo and Kreider for that pick.
2: That would be a good trade for them. Really? Yeah, I would.
1: And I love, and I like D'Angelo a lot, but I also think that there's this internal thinking that D'Angelo might be kind of like a little bit of an emotional head case and all that kind of stuff, and he might not. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, I think, I think if, there, if you would talk to the Rangers privately in a room, they would tell you that even though D'Angelo has the higher upside in terms of talent, they're probably lower on it. He's, he's lower in the pecking order. They'd probably rather try to keep Pionk, which baffles me because I'd much rather keep <laughs> D'Angelo. Um, but I could also see a team – I could see a team wanting wanting Pionk too because it's not that he has no ability. It's just that his defensive game is atrocious. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's the whole Rangers team anyways. I mean, nobody plays on defense <laughs> anyway. I don't even think they know what – I don't even think they know what gap control – I don't think they know how to even stick <laughs> sometimes. So don't get on they have no idea what they're doing. They'll just—I mean, the, the, honestly, Lundqvist will make a save, and then the puck's just sitting there, and they're just like staring at it. It's Like, what are you doing, man? Hank's gonna get it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Don't That's worry. cool. Hank'll get it.
2: Yeah.
1: Just, just, do a, just do a forty-five <laughs> save day for Hank. It's cool. Don't worry about it. He can keep doing it. He yeah. can keep doing it till he's ninety. Don't worry about. it.
2: Yeah. Wasn't that in the uh, in the last playoff run that they had? Um. After they beat, I think it was Montreal. Like Hank was just getting pissed off at the defense. He kept like screaming at them, like "What the fuck are you doing?" He's always, always pissing the defense because yeah. the, they, they 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 let him out to dry so much. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You
1: know. I mean, he he might he, he might as well just be like a piece of laundry on your clothing line.
0: Yeah. It's hard, yeah, but... definitely. They 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 hung him up to dry for yeah. sure. Yeah, Kreider definitely won you guys that series. Uh, he. Ran right into Carey Price, and that's what really ended at their playoff run.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, that you know that that kind of stunk. But um, I think they were the yeah. better team, even 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 though without that, I don't think it made a difference. Um, the Rangers actually were, you know, I think I think Lundqvist was just he was just playing on such a level that I just I, mean, mm. I it would be really hard to beat him. Um, and it's, it's yeah. crazy you look you look at a, you look at the Rangers um, playoff runs the last ten years. It's not like they're the kind of team that just you know, puts up five, six goals and they kind of just bully their teams. They win games 2-1, 3-2, and they win like all these overtime games and these game seven double overtime games. And Hank just has to play out of his mind just to keep them in there and hope they get a lucky bounce. And it frustrates me as a Ranger fan because it's like you've just, you know, in my opinion, Henrik Lundqvist is easily a top 10. You can probably argue top seven goalie of all time. You could. You you can really argue that. And you've mm-hmm. blown his chance at winning a Stanley Cup. And sometimes that kind of pisses me off. They've kind of just
0: wasted his time in some mm-hmm. in some ways. They really have. <laughs>
1: they
0: really have. I, I gotta tell you, Greg, I was uh our other co-host, John, wanted I I was asking the boys what kind of questions they wanted to ask you. And uh our, our other co-host John, his first his first question was, "Why did they waste Henrik Lundqvist's career?" Oh, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad oh, you me. I'm glad you are on the same page. Oh, there. beats
1: me. I have no idea, man. I just they just yeah. couldn't figure it out, and and they 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 took their chances. It's just they made a lot of a lot of bad decisions. You know, I mean the the stall contract was not that great. The Girardi one was absolutely yeah. horrendous. I mean they they they, yeah. they they used to give out bad contracts, and that that's that's. And that's Glenn Satherish, you know. I mean, it's very like, oh, well, you know, like I just have money, and I'm just gonna keep burning it. Oh, wait, like I ran out of yeah. money because there's a salary cap now. Like, yeah, well, that's what happens, buddy. So,
0: yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy, right? It's it's kind of like that. Um, it was almost like that kind of Yankee, New York Yankee mentality. Yeah, it was. It's like, ah, we're New York, we got money, it's fine. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden, Banks dried yeah, up
1: because there's actually a cap now you have to spend, you, have, you can only spend a certain amount of money. You can't just, you can't afford, you can't afford to just, you know, hide your mistakes and just bury them somewhere. You can't do that. Where in baseball, you, you, you you have that luxury. Like the Yankees have the luxury of, you know, taking Jacoby Ellsworth, making 21, $21 million and saying, ah, whatever, it's no big deal. Like, we'll just, we'll call up another kid um in hockey you can't really do that you have a cap i mean the same is true even in the nfl it's like if someone is not playing up to snuff it kind of stinks because it it's you know it's it's damaged money so to speak you're not getting you're not getting production for the dollar Mm -hmm. no yeah i'm kind of glad say has gone and now we got john davidson who i'm a lot more happy about
0: yeah yeah that's awesome um so you I guess we've talked about this. We fully believe in Jeff Gordon and what he's oh, doing. Oh yeah,
1: I mean, just go look at the job he's done. It. Um, you know, I don't think you look at this this Boston Bruin team now. They're, I think they're going to lose tonight. I think St. Louis is winning the cup. But um, yeah, I do. I do. I I, I, um, I, do. I, I I really do. I think St. Louis is going to win it. Um, but having said that, d- like, don't get it twisted. This Boston team is really, really fucking good. Like, they are really fucking oh, yeah. good. I think. I think honestly. Yeah. If, you know, a few breaks here and there, they probably could, they could, I mean, they could still win this series. They could win tonight, go home, go home for game, game seven and just, and just smoke St. Louis. It's not entirely crazy to think that they can't win two games.
2: If there's if a team I wouldn't count out, it'd be Boston. Bingo. I, exactly. I know. You know what I mean? Like,
1: so having said all of that, like they are an incredibly talented team and he's done a heck of a job when he was over there. You know, a lot of what they have here is, has, you know, Gorton's fingerprints all over it. And you go look at the St. Louis team, and a lot of, a lot of, you know, um, you know, JD's fingerprints are all over the St. Louis team. And so that makes me as a Ranger fan pretty happy because now I got JD as the president. I got Gordon as the general manager, and they're kind of on the same page of like, let's build through the draft and let's scout the world and find the best kids and groom them. And then just, you know, have it and stockpile kids, you know, stockpile as many, as much talent as you can, throw it to the wall and see what sticks. I, I totally believe yeah. in Jeff Gordon. I'm I'm I've been a Jeff Gordon stand for a while.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's it's definitely reassuring to to have executives that, you know, you can see their their success in in the in the teams that they've left and it's definitely nice to 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 see the Rangers up on the on the rise again because you guys have such a storied history and it's such a such a great franchise. I
2: really loved when they put um, out that letter that said like, look, we're going to rebuild. And they were just oh that was my f- that was my favorite I
1: love that so I got so giddy over that like
2: mm-hmm. dance around it they're like well you know you're saying rebuild but maybe it's a retool and you know we really think that we still have the team that can push it and they just they just lie up for years and years and years and then you they finally come out at like you know five years later and you're like you know we're just finishing our rebuild I'm like what you never said there was fucking- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that level of transparency you don't see that in other franchises
0: you just don't yeah. You see, I, I wonder. I wonder how much that has to do with them being an original six team, though, because they know that their fans are going to be Rangers fans no matter what. But you know, you get teams like like small market teams, or you get teams like Ottawa, who came out and said, "Oh yeah, it's uh, been a rebuild. We're going to rebuild. Uh, this this is really going to be a rebuild." Like Dorian said it twenty times in in his in his press conference at the beginning. Dorian's of the year.
1: also an idiot too. Uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's,
1: he's he, yeah, like he's also like, I mean, he's, a, he's also got the IQ of like you know quicksand, like he's an idiot. So he's a complete <laughs> fucking moron. But I'm I wrong. think the reason I think the reason why the Rangers put the letter out, honestly, is more to do with what happens locally in the city. Like they watch the New York Yankees go from being terrible to you know, and the, if the if the if the New York Yankees of of any sports franchise in in any professional sports who like. Regardless of what sport you follow, whatever, the Yankees are, I mean, they really are the quintessential, like, king of sports in terms of, like, they hold everything to such crazy standards. Um, if they can turn around and sell players off and say, we're going to get kids and we're going to rebuild, anybody could anybody can do. If you can do that with the Yankees can do that. Anybody can do that. Because that is a that is a franchise that literally wants to pack the house every day, be competitive 162 games a year every year and never ever have a downtime. They don't believe in that. So for the for the Yankees to go and do that and then in in a year's time turn around and have like, you know, seven grade A prospects and like a bunch of young budding stars and all of a sudden they're a hot team again, it's like almost like other franchises around the New York area were like, "Wow." The Yankees did that. Of all teams, mm-hmm. maybe there's some oh, so to like, well, too. And like, well, let's be honest with our fan base. You know,
2: it's also acknowledging that yeah. your fans aren't stupid. Like, we can see on TV. <laughs> like, maybe we don't. We're not actual coaches, and we don't know exactly how to coach. But we can tell when there's like a bad coach team, or there's a problem, or yeah. we can just look at it and go, "Look, you don't have you don't have any stars. There's no prospects coming. Like, obviously, this is a rebuild, or the team just shit." And if you're not acknowledging that you're they're shit and you think they're gonna win and maybe squeak at the playoffs, like that's just not good enough for most fans. So you know, I, I wonder
1: know. I wonder also, um, just like maybe it's an out-the-box type of thinking, but I wonder if the 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 um you know the fact that we live in this like social media savvy world plays a factor in this. Where, you know, maybe 20 years ago. What kind of out, outcry would they ever have if they were just to be just buy a bunch of aging players? Yeah, I mean, it would show in the stands, and you know, people would maybe cr- cry on the radio a little. Bit, but that's about it. But letters like, trickling so in. Connected. Like the fans are so connected to the to, to social media, and the, and the teams are now so so connected to social media that it's almost like they have to serve the fans, or else it'll just look bad.
2: For, For sure, we'll mean the yeah. shit out of all the mistakes. We'll <laughs> just be like yeah. repeat gifs <laughs> of like all the bad things the players are doing. Yeah, exactly. Getting, like Tweeted at the team.
0: Yeah, the teams are definitely in the hands of the fans more nowadays than than ever definitely. I think it's definitely because of social media cuz you know, you get people taping, you know, practices and you get people talking uh, speaking interviews and like you can watch the games like you, like you said before you was just you were listening to the radio. You didn't see how the team was playing. It was just kind of like the commentator saying it, and he's not going to spend a whole bunch of time saying like, oh, you know, he shouldn't have gone in the corner there. And, uh, cause like by the time he says that the puck's already at the other end and like, right. So, yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of that.
1: Um, and, I, and I think it's keeping nice, I think it's door keeping door. these front offices, you know, honest because they they can't they honest. can't they can't yeah. lie to their fans because it just looks bad. There's so much transparency with mm-hmm. because of social media today that they almost can't play that, well, we're disconnected from our fans. No, you're more than connected to your fans than, than at any point in sports history. So you either be honest with them or you're gonna look like
0: a bunch of idiots. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you this question just because we've been asking this question to all the guests we've had on so far. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. Would you submit an offer sheet if you were the GM of, of the, if you were Glenn Say, or not sorry, if you were Jeff Gordon, would you submit an offer sheet and who would you go after if you would oh, do it? That's a good one, actually.
1: That's a really good question. Um, they, they, they've made it so where offer sheets, they they figured it out perfectly. Where the player you want to offer sheet, the price is so insane. I gotta give up four, four first round picks mm-hmm. for you know ten, over, yeah. over over ten point five million. Um, yeah, probably not. But if there's one mm-hmm. player, I probably would offer sheet though. Actually, there's, there's probably two right now that I'm that if let's say I thought I was one player away from going over the hump and the next four years I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be not just a playoff team, but I'm gonna be a serious team. And I knew that, you know, my first, my, my, four, my, my next, my four round picks, first four, uh, first round picks for the next four years would be, let's say, in the upper 20s. Let's just say I just kind of knew that for, let's just hypothetically say I, I knew that. Yeah. Um, I probably only offer sheet. Braden Point and probably Marner. And I'd probably I know people think I'm crazy, but I, I might leave I, – I like I like I like point a lot a lot more than a lot of people do. I do. I I, I think I think point's I think point is an absolute stud. Um he's, some, he's someone yeah. I would I would look at personally.
2: I'd um, rather have point than Stampos. I, I I agree hmm. and I, I
1: yeah, I agree. I think Braden Point's an absolute I think Braden Point is second best player on that team.
0: Really? Over Kucherov? Behind Kucherov. Uh, behind Kucherov. No, Kucherov. Oh, you think Kucherov? Oh, yeah, second Kucherov.
1: best. I'm saying it's Kucherov and then yeah. it's Point.
0: I, mean, I I'd agree with that. Gotcha.
1: I mean, and, and I'm even saying yeah. this like, even if we're including like defensemen, I'd rather, if you're telling me what I'd rather have, Victor Hedman or Braden Point, I'd rather have Braden Point. Oh, yeah. I mean, just he's that good. I, I don't think people realize how good he, is. he He's that special. Um, Mitch Marner is somebody else I'd probably offer Sheet. Um, I have a hot take. I, I think Toronto's going to trade him.
0: Oh really? really? Oh yeah,
1: because I, I, I know. I, I look. I know all this crap that Duba says he's going to keep everyone. Bull fucking shit. There's no <laughs> chance he can keep everybody. Just go. Th- there's no chance he cannot. There's no he, money. There, is, there is no way he can keep all of those forwards and put together a defense that's actually going to be competitive. There's no. Mm-hmm. There's no chance. The money doesn't the money doesn't make sense. I mean, unless mm-hmm. he's going to do this with monopoly money, there's no chance he's going to do it. No chance. <laughs> no chance. There's no chance. <laughs> he can come up with whatever sophisticated, you know, cu- type of deal structure he could, and it's still not. It's just not going to make sense. It's just there's no way, no way, no way. Martin is gonna. He's going to get ten point five million dollars. Do you agree? More oh, yeah. than that, hopefully. I'm saying, but at, he's at least going to get ten point five.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think okay. Joe, yeah, ten or ten point five.
1: And and do you think do you think for a minute that Toronto is going to want to pay him more than they're paying um, uh, Matthews? No. No. So where does that leave them? In a weird yeah. spot. So, mm-hmm. do they pay him 11 and a half and have it be weird? No. At the end of the day, Austin Matthews is that is that team and they're going to they're going to ride and die with him. I think maybe the most they could do is you know, like kind of just keep him like the restricted free agency thing and just kind of just pay him whatever the arbitration is, but that's going to get an that's going to get ugly. That's going to become like, you know, that's going to become like a Truba situation. You don't want that. Yeah. If you can move the guy now while he's got an incredible value. You, you do it. I, I do it. Um, so I think either I, I said, I said like maybe like a year ago that at some point Toronto's going to have to make a decision between William Nylander or Mitch Marner. One of them has to go in order to alleviate the cap situation that's going to be unfolding and be able to put money into the defense. Now, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're going to trade off Zaitsev. Um, which, good fucking luck taking any, any, someone taking that contract. Then no one's going to take that contract. So you're going to have to eat some <laughs> yeah. of that money. You're going to have to eat some of that money. So that's going to be some dead cap space that you're going to have to just deal with.
0: Okay, for the next four years.
1: Bingo. And then let me ask you a question: Who's who's really in their pipeline that you're going to say, "Oh, I can slot him up into this into you know." Uh, the second pair, th- nobody. Hmm. no, no chance. Good, decent prospect, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I mean, that's the thing. Like, ter- like I don't, sometimes I wonder if Toronto even understands this. Their, their Achilles heel for a while now has really been their defense. It's been atrocious. Yeah. It is horrible. Like, it makes the Rangers defense look somewhat, like, confident, and their defense is <laughs> it's a tire fire. <laughs> what saves Toronto is that they can, they can on any night they can score six goals. That's what saves them. Yeah. They can outscore their mistakes. But when you get into the playoffs and you play against better defensive teams who are good in their own zone, you can't outscore your mistakes. It's, it's going to come back to bite you. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the benefit of Toronto is you have to move one of Marner or, or Nylander. And I think they're going to move Marner at some point. I just have a feeling that the Marner situation might – I think Kyle Dubas might get a little like – um, I don't know what the right word is, maybe a little like arrogant of like, hey, like no one's going to tell me what to do. You can't bully me. Like I'm going to just trade you. Like, all right. I mean, you know, I don't know who I just wonder who has more trade value now, uh, Nylander or Marna. I, I don't, I don't know.
2: I think he should have traded Nylander before yeah. signing him this year and he should mm-hmm. have gotten like a, def- a defenseman. And yeah, there was a I few teams that would have made that like, trade.
1: Yeah. On, an, on a podcast, I think a year ago, I would have said, I would have given you Brady Shea for him. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't know if I'd take that. I don't
1: know. It's not Brady Shea, Like The thing is, because you look at Brady Shay on a completely bad team, but when you watch, I watch him this summer um, playing for Team USA with a competent partner, and he looks fantastic. It's because the team's bad. Mm-hmm. He's actually really good. Like, he's, he's actually really good. It's just that, you know, the numbers don't look so good because right. of whatever. Or, you know, I mean, like I would have eaten some money and given you Kevin Shattenkirk. I mean, like there could have been, I would have definitely tried to grab Nylander if I was Jeff Gordon. I don't know if that was ever an option, but I just don't know what Toronto is going to do. Cause I think that one of those guys has to go at some point, I think.
0: Definitely. So here's, here's an interesting question then. So if, if you were Dubas, let's say, well, yeah. Okay. Let's say it's today. If you're a Dubas, um, just to make the stakes a little, uh, tougher. Would you go with, if you had a choice between trading Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, who would you go with? Um,
1: probably Mitch Marner. Yeah. I think so. I think for a couple of reasons. I think I have more in the bank with Austin Matthews, plus he's signed, plus he's the face of the franchise. Um, could you, if you trade Austin Matthews, are you going to get another big ticket free agent to come over? It's just going to look bit you a still have Marner and Tavares. No, no. What I'm saying is like it just doesn't look as good. Like he's he's kind of the face of your franchise. I mean, right. the, f- him, the fact
2: that they won the first round pick and got him like, that means a lot.
1: Yeah, like, and plus, he's, and I and think I think he doesn't get the. I think the Toronto media is way harder on that man than they should be. He oh is, yeah, he is so he is like I remember. I I think it was not this playoff run. I think it was last year where he was he was pretty bad. And I remember like I remember after I got eliminated and I got on Twitter and I saw tons of Lee fans were like, oh, Trey you know trade austin matthews this that and the other i was like i was i had my hand up i was like i'll take him what do you want for him <laughs> i'll give i'll give you a next year's first round pick and you can take your choice of any player i have you know yeah. or whatever what you you can make up the deal i don't care like i'll i'll take austin matthews any day of the week um i just think he doesn't get the i think he gets too much criticism to be honest so for but sure. um i think you get the reason and the other thing is too is i think i would get more from mitch monger too I think his I mean which mm. Marners' stock right now is like if you were if if you were like on Wall Street or whatever, like his stock is super high.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think it can be any higher. I mean, he's young, he's controlled, and he's fantastic. So it's like and you're getting him in his prime, which is yeah. unheard of. Like you're not getting him at 26 or 27, you're getting him as his prime. So the, the the price tag for Marner is outrageous. Like someone's going to give you a very very good deal. Whereas Austin Matthews, yeah, you're going to get a good deal, but I think you'll get a better package for for Marner. So you you might get like you trade Marner, you're going to get a top end, you know, um, D man, Barnum yeah. at minimum okay. plus plus plus. You know what I mean? So yeah, th- that's why I think I would do that. Yeah, that's fair.
0: See, the reason I ask is because Marner has shown to be able to be healthy the last couple of years. Matthews hasn't played a full season in has he ever played a full season? I don't think he has. Yeah, yeah. he's had shoulder troubles and um collarbone issues, I think, as well. But I think it's mostly a shoulder. So that's yeah. the only reason I ask.
1: No, that's a very that's a very fair point. I mean, you always have to consider you know injury stuff. It's just sometimes I think I mean, I don't know. I, I always tend to think that eventually, like, you know, people will stay healthy for a while. So, yeah. like, at some point, he's going to play full seasons, you know? It's so, I don't know. It's a, it's a fair question because there is a little, there is risk there. But no matter how you dice it out, there's a risk. I mean, you trade away – you trade away um, – keep Marner. You trade away Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews will go on to have a, you know, fantastic career, win a Stanley Cup somewhere, and maybe Marner just crashes and you look like an idiot. Or the opposite, like, you know, Mar- uh, Marner turns out to be a fantastic player who you traded away, you know, scoring 100 points or whatever. And, you know, Matthews can't stay healthy. So it, it's a risk either way. I mean, there's no, it's, it's, and, and that's the thing when, when people try to play GM sometimes, you're always like, there's no perfect scenario. Every time a GM makes a move, there's a risk involved. It's just, you're trying mm-hmm. to mitigate as
0: much risk as possible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are good points. And uh, it's, it's fun to do that. And I, I didn't expect us to talk about Toronto so much, but...
1: (laughs) I actually watch a lot of Toronto games, so...
0: Nice. Okay. Cool. Uh, So then, yeah, you guys definitely signed a couple of big-name prospects. uh, Traded for Adam Fox. Did you have any thoughts on on him? And you mentioned um, Vitaly Kratsov, or Kratsov? Kraft, yeah, yeah Kraftoff. Can you tell us any any more about those guys? Or I
1: mean, uh, I, mean I, I think I think Vitali he Heed, and Heedle are going to be fantastic players. Yeah, um, it, I I've I said this a while ago, like about Heedle. Um, I don't know if you guys are how familiar you are with the kid, how familiar you guys are with Philip Heedle, but he reminds me. And you know, I'm, I, I don't. When I make comparisons on players, I don't want you to think that like this is going to be the same exact player. It's just that he's got some similar, you know. Um, play styles, so to speak. So it's not like he's going to be, when I say, Oh, this player is going to be this player. It's not like, Oh, he's going to, he's going to hit these amount of points and be the same exact player. Like, no, I don't mean that, but style wise and body wise, he can be that. And Phil and Philip Hill reminds me a little bit of like a younger version of like an, you know, like a Malkin, like he's got that kind of like game that he could play. So, um, you know, he hasn't even filled out, like he's a thin kit. Yeah. But he's got incredible hands, incredible speed. His hockey IQ is through through the roof. He just has to figure it out. And he's, I mean, people forget, like, like last year, I think he had, like, maybe a dozen goals or whatever. Maybe, I think, I don't know, I don't know how many points he scored, maybe 20 or 30 points, something like that, maybe. But, like, the kid's, like, 18 years old. I mean, the, he can't even drink a beer. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. and people are like, oh, well, he didn't score 50 points. Like, okay, so what? I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. I, sometimes that gets a little crazy, but. Um, as far as skill set, I think he's got top end skill set. And that's kind of the, the thing that I like a lot about the Ranger prospects. When I look at Hedo, Kravstov, and possibly Kako, all three of these forwards have high end potential. Like they're not there. If they all hit their ceilings, you're talking about top wingers in, you know, or top, or, 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 you know, top forwards in the NHL in terms of playing on the first, the first line. That's, I mean, how many, how many, you know, teams have that in their pipeline? Not that many. So that's why I get really excited about those kids. Like, um, when you guys get a chance, you should just go look at some Vitaly Krasnov like highlights. I mean, the kid is just, he's um, he he dangles the puck. He 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 kind of reminds me. Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, the the Russian the Russian kid from uh, from Washington. Why am I drawing a blank on his name right now? Uh, um, Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov. He reminds me a little bit of him. And then you know. Kako, i mean from everything i've read and seen he's the best finish like people think he's gonna be a better player than patrick Line.
0: so sign me up for that yeah for sure right like, yeah any team would take that all day right yeah mine had a horrible uh, half last year too last yeah. half.
1: yeah you know you know what's funny Would um i i've said this also on twitter like a while back about um capo caco is that when you watch him play i don't know how familiar how i don't know how old you guys are if you how, how familiar you are with yarmi yager and his prime but he protects the puck a lot like yager mm-hmm. he really does like he is just he does an incredible job of using his body to protect the puck and win board battles and and and, and cycle and, and hold on to that puck and make a play and I mean, that's I mean, like that's something that's very transferable too in today's NHL. Where that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be transferable no matter what happens. So um, if you can protect the puck, anything like Yager, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, who do you think, in your opinion, should be the next captain of the New York Rangers?
1: I'd like it to see Mika Zibanejad. Honestly, um, I think there was one. Uh, there was one game last year where I remember where Filipeal kind of like he kind of drifted a little bit and kind of got 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 caught in, got caught up, and I saw Mika's imagine kind of chew him out a little bit, mm-hmm. and that kind of was like oh like someone stepping up to like you know talk to his kids and make hey you got to you got to refocus here, um so that that was kind of interesting. Plus also he's he's a nice guy, everybody likes him. He signed long term. He's he's going to be part of this core of the rebuild. So he was kind of the first vers- the first building piece for for Gordon. So. I could see them go that way, um, but I'm not at all unhappy if the Rangers don't get don't have a captain and we just have you know four alternates like we did last year and let things evolve organically. I'm not against that. I know sometimes people want to hang on to a captain, like who's our captain, but you know mm-hmm. maybe sometimes just over time things figure itself out. Yeah, I think the, the the default captain on this team though is definitely Mark Stahl.
0: Right, yeah, just voice experience and kind of presence in the room exactly definitely awesome cool well uh should we finish off with some cup predictions sure Yeah. you um, already kind of mentioned it but like do you want to go all in and tell us who you think is going to win uh st louis wins tonight four to two damn gave the score too 4-2. that's awesome
1: yep four two uh i don't have a i don't have a con i don't have a uh I don't know who's gonna. Win. I don't know who's gonna win. What about you guys? All right. First of all, let me. What about you guys? What do you guys think?
2: Uh, I'm going with St. Louis, and probably probably a closer score of like two to one. And I would say O'Reilly will be Smythe. That's who. <sighs> I love how I he's been playing.
0: Him. He's been so good the last couple of yeah. games here.
2: I don't know. But could he... you give?
1: Could you give the Con-Smyth to Tarasenko?
0: No. No.
1: Okay.
0: I wouldn't. I'd give it to no,
2: Bankton. I, he's done okay, but he hasn't like. He has been he's been pretty quiet in the final.
0: Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As much as I love Ryan O'Reilly, I would give I would give the consmith to to Bennington. They wouldn't be there without him. There's no way.
1: I know, but he's also had some, he's also had some bad games in the finals. To
0: buy, I understand. Yeah, but know. but he's had bad games. But it's how he's bounced back from those games, right? He's just locked them down the next game, and yeah, you. you I mean, those kind of games are bound to happen. It's his first year in the NHL. And I think the fact that he's twenty five has has helped him a little bit in dealing with that kind of stuff, but like just the way he's been able to respond after giving up some really bad goals, um especially in that one game where he gave up uh I think five or six, he came back right. and limited the Bruins to two goals after after having a really bad game, so I've just been just so thoroughly impressed with with Bennington and with well with the entire blues the blues team like i don't think any of us would have expected this after new year's no no
1: that's it's crazy they, they've been the best hockey since then mm-hmm. they really haven't played their best hockey since then yeah um let me ask you this if, if it's a close game say like a 2-1 game maybe even an overtime game um could you give it to could you give it to tuka
0: i could give it to tuka yeah he's got the experience to to pull it out um He's he's been he's been so good this this year as well in the playoffs. Like it's it's kind of vintage Tuca. Um, he's kind of been a gotten away from it a little bit the last couple of years, but he's man he's he's dialed in for sure. I could give it to yeah. Tuca.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that too. Yeah. But I, I I think St. Louis wins tonight. Um, I think four two in the last one's like an empty net goal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how picture perfect would it be? for them to win their first ever Stanley cup at home in front of their crowd.
1: That'd be awesome. I mean, I, I, if you want to, you know, I, we always talk about like good storylines, like that's a city that could really use it. And they, they love that team. Yeah, they really do. They, sure. love, they are absolutely stupid nuts about that team. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so they, you know, I, I, they deserve to win a cup. Yeah, they do. Definitely. Definitely. Well, awesome. Greg, thank you so much for, for coming on here, man. Uh, we, we do appreciate yeah, you. coming on. Not a problem. Why don't you give everybody your social media so that they can uh, get at you on Twitter or wherever else that uh, you're on.
1: Yeah. So you can, yeah. So you can, you can find me at, at BKLYN sports guy. So it's Brooklyn sports guy. I'll be just abbreviating the Brooklyn as in BKLYN. Uh, most of my, most of my tweets have, uh, I tweet a lot of gifs, a lot of dumb photos, mostly of my dog <laughs> and other dumb things. Um, lots of weird hockey takes, some Yankee stuff. You know, sometimes some MMA or Jiu-Jitsu stuff. I don't know if you guys are into any of that stuff, but some of that stuff mm-hmm.
0: too. Awesome. Yeah, you uh, you're definitely a Brooklyn Sports Guy, and we we appreciate your views. And yeah, thank you so much for for coming on as well. No, you're you're very welcome. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Awesome. So yeah, so give give Brooklyn Sports Guy a follow again on Twitter, and uh, give us a follow at HFXG Podcast. Uh, you can find all our podcast episodes on spotify google apple podcasts all those major directories stitcher all that good stuff um as always bring your mom we do appreciate you sharing it with all your friends and family and uh yeah we'll catch you guys maybe next week maybe not it's father's day so you know gotta spend some time with the dads and uh but yeah we'll 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 get some episodes coming out pretty soon here and we appreciate you all for listening We'll catch you guys soon. See you later.
2: See you.